0: Today on the 1-Upbeat. We conclude our top 10 game scores of 2020, and we're going to get right into it because there's a lot of music, so here's number 5. Bringing you the very best music for film, TV, and video games, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. This is a very similar case to Hyrule Warriors, where we get one of maybe three totally original Nintendo games in 2020. There were rumors of a new Paper Mario game a few months into 2020. Then one morning in May, we wake up and there's an announcement trailer for Paper Mario The Origami King. It's coming out in two months too. Oh, okay, that's cool. The first question everyone had was how the battles would work, if you know anything about the Paper Mario fandom, they're the most miserable bunch of people. Maybe more than Smash Bros. Melee fans, who never want anything to ever be different from their GameCube game. Is any game in the Paper Mario series going to be as good as a Thousand Year Door? Probably not. Just like nothing is going to capture people's imaginations like Smash Melee did, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't keep an open mind for something different. Paper Mario The Origami King is actually a really fun game. The thing that stood out to me in the first footage of the battles wasn't their gameplay mechanics, but the battle music. What's this funky tune they're playing? Once we got the full game, I found out that that particular arrangement of the battle music was just for the first area of the game. Each section of the game has a new arrangement of the battle music, depending on the features of the area. So I thought we'd do something a little special and fun here. I did my best to edit together all the battle music into a bit of a mega suite. We're going to play that suite then the ending music that plays before the credits because, if you know Mario, it should be a little familiar. This game's score is freaking gigantic. There are so many different styles of music, from upbeat big band to ancient Japanese music to a ska version of Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake. It's really nuts and hard to capture in the time we have. I encourage you to check out the game where you'll get the best presentation of the music. This battle theme should suffice for now, I think. Here's my attempt at editing together a medley of the battle music from Paper Mario the Origami King with music by Yoshito Sekigawa, Sho Murakami, Yoshiaki Kimura, Hirkoi Moroshita, and Fumihiro Isobe, our number five best game score of 2020. Listening to the one upbeat with your host, Eric Silva. Austin Wintry is just working on a different level than most other game composers. Every new score he writes is a new opportunity to expand his writing abilities and present something that is rarely heard in game music. He takes his craft seriously. Even though I made that comment during the Abzu segment of my Best of the Decade show about how I missed his easy listening music, it's undeniable that a score like The Pathless is a trail for game composers to follow in how to make music push the boundaries without just being boring, droning music. You'll hear this in the deep, guttural singing in the opening theme and in the action track we play. The Pathless is a hard game to describe. It's artistic in a similar way that Shadow of the Colossus was, but modern as well. It launched on PC and PS5 as a launch title this past November. It's on the cheaper side, so if you have a PS5, check it out especially since it's a great demo for the adaptive triggers on the DualSense controller, which I absolutely love. I don't know if there's much more to say about it without giving stuff away, so let's get right to the music. This is music from The Pathless by Austin Wintry, our number four best score of the year. You are listening to The One Upbeat with your host, Eric Silver. A lot of times you see lists ranking the best of something, especially on our favorite clickbait sites. They rank something high up because it meant something that doesn't have any relevance to the substance of the list. On the topic of video games, how many lists rank Super Mario Bros. or Tetris as the greatest game of all time on a big list of 200? Are those games really the best ever? Sure, you can make an argument in their cases, but it always feels more like they're there because they're impactful or famous or they sold really well, more than substantively being the best game ever. It's like if you ranked the Transformers movies with Shia LaBeouf as the best movies of all time because they were so financially successful all around the world. By that same measure, almost every Call of Duty is the best game of all time. It almost feels like I'm putting this game high on the list because of how much it meant to people this past year. Animal Crossing New Horizons released March twentieth, 2020. The timing was perfect. It doesn't hurt that fans of the series were waiting for a new entry in Animal Crossing for a very long time. They had that awful animal amiibo party game on Wii U, which was like Mario Party without any of the fun. Even the Wii game didn't seem to click with people as much as it should have. That means the last big-time Animal Crossing game was New Leaf for the 3DS way back in 2012. But I guess Wii City Folk was before that. Regardless, eight years is a long time. So you couple that along with the fact that around March 20th people were starting to spend a lot more time inside for some reason, and you've got a mega hit on your hands. And it was one. Is one. It's still wildly popular, even though I'm sure the player base has dropped off since then. So what does that have to do with the music? Not much, right? Though it's less about the impact and meaning of the game itself and is a testament to the music that after how many hundreds of hours people played, they're still humming the music and never got sick of it. That's worthy of praise, right? The music is relaxing, beautiful, lovely, and there's a ton of it. A new hummable tune for every hour of the day in game, which is the hour in real life too, plus variations depending on season and weather, then everything else. The museum, the stores, special events, and we'll be playing music from one of those special events. Even with the popularity of the game, I don't think many people were counting down to the New Year with Animal Crossing on. When I looked at the game's files many months ago, I noticed there was music that people hadn't heard yet in there that was a whole bunch of tracks tied to the New Year event. At that point, we hadn't hit a New Year's Eve since the game had released. So there's music prepared to play in the game for 11pm New Year's Eve, 11.30 New Year's Eve, 11.50, 11.55, and then midnight with the style and attitude in anticipation for clock striking midnight. There's a big celebratory piece for midnight that runs until 2 a.m., where if you're still up at that point, you get the low-key music that plays like a jazz club where all the animals are still hung over from celebrating so hard. It's fun music, it's great music, and hopefully for a lot of people, it's an opportunity to hear these tracks that you might have missed as opposed to the tracks you've heard at least 30 bajillion times at this point. So here's music from Animal Crossing New Horizons composed by Yasuaki Iwata, Yumi Takahashi, Shinobu Nagata, Sayako Doi, and Masato Oashi. best music ever recorded for video games is here, on The One Upbeat, with your host, Eric Silver. This one should have been pretty obvious, if you listened at all to the Best of the Decade show. There's an argument that Ori and the Will of the Wisps is better than Ori and the Blind Forest, musically, but I knew I'd be playing Will of the Wisps here today, so I gave it to Blind Forest for the Best of the Decade list. Is that wrong? Probably. It's not that there wouldn't have been enough music from Will the Wisp to play today. The score is over three hours long. That first listen was an entire evening worth of music. Just like Blind Forest, composer Gareth Coker tells a story through his music. I'm kind of frustrated. I can't find the interview with him where I read him say something along the lines of that music is supposed to stand out. He's absolutely right. If it's not noticeable, then what's the point of hiring someone to write the music for you? Have your sound designer make ambient noises for you instead. Instead of just playing the opening like a story, as we did with Blind Forest, I saw a tweet back in September where Ori account ran a contest for a vinyl giveaway asking entrants to share what their favorite track was. The composer himself chimed in, obviously not entering the contest himself. Coker said his favorite was a tie between Ori embracing the light and Shadows of Moldwood, and added that Koo's first flight still gave him shivers because of how many times he had worked on it over and over again. So why question the guy who wrote this stuff? We'll just play the composer's favorites, plus the main theme to get you into it. This score deserves to be high on this list. We all knew any sequel to Ori the Blind Forest would have an incredible score, since it's such an integral part of the game, such an important part of the storytelling as well. You have the feeling whenever you have a successful pairing of music and game, music and movie, music and whatever, but it doesn't take away the impact of that first listen. The fact that I remember the setting of the first time I listened to this score says everything about its quality, its memorability, its impact. I thought I'd have a problem describing how good this score was and it would come off as not really caring about it that much and it would be weird that it would be that high in the list, but I guess I pulled it off somehow. Book an evening, put on some headphones and listen to this score. It's a delightful journey. Maybe do it while playing a game where the sound doesn't matter that much. <gasps> did he just say that? Of course I did. Let's be honest. Not every game is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Sometimes you play the game with the same thing going on over and over again so many times that you don't need audio and music. It's just something to do while you're with your hands while you listen to great music or a great podcast. And this is great music. So now, without further ado, music from Ori and the Will of the Wisps, composed by Gareth Coker. listening to The One Upbeat on Cinematic Sound Radio. So at last we get to number one, and a point has to be made. I made a big stink at the beginning of part one about people putting out their lists way too early. Medal of Honor Above and Beyond was released on December 10th, 2020. Most people already had their best soundtracks of the year list published days before that. Besides the main theme being released, the soundtrack wasn't even out yet. This score is classic Michael Giacchino. Most people have come to learn about him and love him through his film scores, and he deserves all the credit for that in the world. He's probably in the top five biggest names in film music today pretty easily, but to me, he was always a game composer. Back before hitting it big with scores like The Incredibles and with TV shows like Lost, he was writing music for games, and he was at the top of his game there too. For Above and Beyond, he contributes the main theme and some of his previous thematic material from past entries in the series, and the majority of the score is written by Nami Melumed. Hopefully somebody can help me with pronouncing her name, because I have not figured it out yet. Nami is a composer in her own right, and frankly, she holds herself up against Giacchino very well. The pieces written for this game are very Giacchino in style, and are exciting, complex, super listenable, and just fantastic. They're exactly what you need for a game like this. It's a mature subject matter, and you need a serious score to be written. You get this here. It's a fantastic score, and it's been missed by almost everybody. Come on, people. Pay attention to more than just the big seller games. This game itself didn't do gangbusters, as far as I know, and isn't talked about much, maybe even received fairly poorly. But the music is something that is, absolutely needs to be celebrated. It's number one on this list for a reason, and you're about to hear why. For now, this will do it for me. Make sure you tune in next time as we go through some of the best arrangements and remixes of 2020. Then we're finally done with best of lists. It's been like the last 10 episodes at this point. Are you sick of it yet? Or is this the kind of stuff you people tune in for? Let me know. I'm curious to hear. With themes by Michael Giacchino and the score by Nami Melumad, here is music from Medal of Honor Above and Beyond, the best game score of 2020 and released in December. Tuning in to the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. I want to thank Tim Burton for providing his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the program, and David Cosina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at sin Sound Radio on Twitter and Cinematic Sound on Facebook. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment right now to rate the show and write a brief review. Reviews help introduce potential listeners to the show. And while you're at it, head over to TeePublic to get a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt. And don't forget to check out Cinematic Sound Radio at CinematicSound.net.